It's the Yelling Conspiracy Podcast. We are your hosts, Agent ETA. Agent Ether. He said ETA. Yeah, he's supposed to say that. Oh, and then I say. Yeah. Uh, I can do it again. We'll do it again. Yeah. Sorry. Fuck it. Sorry, we'll we do it live. Okay, we're doing it live. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's the Alien Conspiracy Podcast. We are your hosts, Agent ETA, Agent Ether, Agent Kruger, and Agent Anderson. Come along as we examine UFO sightings conspiracies, and all things strange. You can follow the show on Twitter at AlienConPod. Have you had a strange event or bizarre encounter? We can be reached at AlienConPod at ProtonMail.com. We would love to hear from you. All right, coming up in this episode, Bill Gates Conspiracies Shenanigans Power Hour. I'm not really sure how to title this one. We're just talking about conspiracies that may or may not in some vague way or directly involve Bill Gates. That's sort of the topic of the hour. So let's go. Yeah, well, when I first started researching this topic, what came to my attention was that really the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation were centered around global population control. Have you guys heard anything about that? Absolutely. For me, like the big part uh, revolves around like vaccines and uh, some of the the stuff that has gone on like in Africa in in particular uh, surrounding their foundation. You know what I mean? Well, why don't we start off with Agent Ether, who has a little bit to talk about the basis going all the way back to 1970 something. the, the, The original study that they use as a basis for population control and that'll that'll sound a good foundation for the rest of the episode, I think. So why don't you hit us up, Agent Ether? Yeah, well, he mentions Africa as a specific country, and that's definitely one of the key countries when you talk about population control because of the growth rate there. So the United States National Security Council in 1974 published the Kissinger Report, and it was declassified in 1990. It's actually posted. You can go and read it, all 100 pages, uh, on the United States Agency for International Development website. (laughs) So if you look at this paper, and I did, all 100 pages, it's what I spent most of the day today doing, it discusses the effects of increasing world population growth on things such as food production in terms of like famine and starvation and availability of resources. And it has these predictions about population growth. It says that even with major intensive efforts at fertility control, you're not going to see population stability until 2075. And they predict it'll be 10 to 13 billion people at that point. So this this report is all about population control and the, the ways they're going to interfere in developing nations in order to make sure that they don't have that exponential population growth. And mostly they talk about um, sexual education, encouraging people to have smaller families, and providing funds to these people, especially in rural areas. But there's also talk about mandatory programs in this document. 
So I don't know if you guys have heard or read this document at all, but it kind of ties into Bill Gates. He had this interview in 2012, and everything he said in this interview is an echo of the Kissinger report. He says, population growth at the global level isn't daunting because it's slower than the past. The problem is in developing countries because they're growing so quickly and we don't have the ability to feed and educate these people. Um, So the solution, he said, is birth control, smaller families, and education. And that's exactly what they said in this report. So that's where his ideas are kind of coming from. And that's why I think it's interesting as a background, as a starting point. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and, and like a lot of that stuff, uh, you know, at face value sounds pretty pretty good, right? I mean, it sounds like uh, stuff that, you know, is worthwhile putting some effort towards. But then, like, you know, when, when you see some of the supposed effects that like, uh, you know, like what we had mentioned earlier, like the, some of the vaccine programs that they have sponsored and, and you know, you know, put, you know, resources towards, uh, some of those vaccine programs didn't necessarily work out so good as far as like, you know, uh, negative reactions to the vaccine itself. And also uh, for ter- uh, fertility levels in, in females that had taken vaccines, you know? Well, that's interesting you say that. I mean, infertility is actually a huge issue for vaccinations in that people are very worried about them. Specifically, you know, the COVID vaccination recently, there was a group of scientists who came forward and they wanted to wait to conduct trials for the COVID vaccinations. I guess there's this protein Syncton 1 that shares a similar genetic uh, construction with part of a spike on COVID-19. And this particular protein is important for a component of the placenta in mammals. And so there was this worry that the antibodies that were created by the vaccination would also act against this protein that was needed for fertility and would attack that specific protein. Um, But if you think about the natural immune response, when people get infected, they have the same immune response. And we haven't seen infertility rates decrease because of COVID. So you wouldn't expect them to decrease because of the vaccination either. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. You know, I mean, if if there's no evidence for it, then you can't just say say it's it's happening. (laughs) Right. Well, you can. I mean, if you want. People do. And I mean, it is... It is a worry because we just don't know. If you look at specifically the COVID vaccine, you just do not know the long-term effects because it hasn't been enough time since people had started getting it. Even though they were injected last March, the vaccine came out pretty quick on the trials. Five, 10 years out, we really don't know what the repercussions are going to be. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, there there definitely isn't uh, enough um, information yet on the COVID vaccine. You know, to, for me, at least, to land either way on, on the, the uh, opinion. Well, that's how the, the Gen 1 drugs work, right? I mean, kind of just, we're all kind of this guinea pig, if you will. You know, I mean, unfortunately, I mean, I don't know. I think those who need it definitely need a vaccine, but let's hope it works. You know, fingers crossed. Well, I personally have gotten the vaccination. You know, I'm a physicist up here at my top secret facility and it was practically mandatory. So I'm, I'm vaccinated myself. So laboratory, it's a top secret laboratory. laboratory. That is (laughs) correct. I knew she was an evil scientist. (laughs) 
I am evil. No, <laughs> my uh, my brother actually just he's about to get his second, so he's done. I mean, this April, so um, that that's good. But, we are yeah. going to find out one way or the other what the long term effects are. That's for sure. Yeah, man. I don't, hey, is there, I, I don't, is there any... I don't want the mark of the beast in, inside of me. <laughs> you know well, I mean? or or do you? Yeah. Oh, well, I don't know, man. You want it. I know you want it. Now, is it... Sorry, pardon me. No, go, Agent go ahead, Agent Kruger. Anderson. Uh, but uh, with the vaccine, I mean, was there any other hastily readity, uh, hastily created vaccines that we saw the negatives in does that make sense i hope i I should probably rephrase it well there has been i mean throughout history there's been a couple different vaccines that have had you know negative uh effects on those who took it but by and large vaccines have been overwhelmingly positive as far as what they've you know accomplished for the human race you know what i mean well, I'd like to I'd like to mention polio here because when they first started giving out polio vaccinations, there were a lot of side effects and people did have some strong immune responses and they really had to, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I have no idea. <laughs> well, they, had, they had to adjust they had to their fine approach tune and they had- it. Exactly. Yeah. I'm going to go with buggers. Is that the word you're looking for? No, that was not the word. Thank you, Agent oh, Anderson. They're working out the kinks as time goes yeah. on, if you will. And like I said, exactly. we are that guinea pig, and you don't know until we know. And unfortunately, if it's a glimmer of hope, I think we're all ready to take that. But Oh, yes. Yeah, ready yeah, for so, that leap. Yeah. So how, how does the vaccine relate to Bill Gates? That's, that's the question. Have you guys heard of Event 201? No, I'd like to hear more. Heard of it, oh, but great. not well, very familiar. Well, before before you go, I just want to mention one thing. I didn't know. I actually was unaware that this was classified until 1990. Is this that right? You said that it was. This no, is no. Event 201. That was more recent. No, no. The, the report you said. Oh, the Kissinger report. Yeah, the Kissinger yeah, report that was, was actually classified, classified. Until 1990. That is correct. So that, I mean, they don't just classify stuff for no apparent reason. There's a reason why that was classified. What that reason is, I don't know. But more interesting is why did they unclassify it in 1990? Uh, people That gives people the opportunity to notice it, to pay attention to what's going on. So maybe at that point, did they say, okay, this plan is now it's okay for the public to know about it? Or maybe it was a distraction to hide something else? Whatever the case, I find that a highly interesting detail. Sorry to interrupt. Okay, go ahead. Why don't no, you continue on? No, it's definitely food for thought. Yeah. Well, now I don't remember what I was saying. No, I was saying event 201. So we're talking October 2019, which is just a few months before COVID. The John Hopkins Center for Health Security ran a mock coronavirus simulation with the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation to study preparedness, response challenges, and the impact of Again, I want to emphasize this, a coronavirus. So what? it was a <laughs> it was a mock COVID exercise. Now in the scenario, it's a little different. They said, well, if we had pig farms in Brazil and we make up this COVID-like virus and 65 million people die, what's the end result and what do we do and what happens globally? But still, right before COVID pig virus though what was that the swine flu or the SARS you know they're just making it up they're saying if we had a COVID vac- uh, if, we, if we had a coronavirus type of 
infectious disease. Let's pretend it originated from pigs and was transferred to humans for this scenario that we're running, that we're studying in order to decide on the impact of such a virus. There, there's a, that that makes me think of that one movie that, and, and I hate saying this, and I always come up with these these kind of far out there. Uh, theories, if you will. But like, I, I think there is something to be said about our media that trains us, whether we know it or not, or like we get prepared to cope with something before it happens. Right. So, um, that when you mentioned it, a, a scenario that they were creating where it was pigs, um, that were the bearer of the virus that it spread to us, correct. It, it hit humans. We ingested it or whatever, whatever have you. There, there was a movie. That's exactly how the the virus started. Was a pig farmer delivered his pig and gave it to the chef. The chef killed the pig and then shook the hand of this way of of a reporter. Oh, that was a good movie. What yeah, was that? It was Pan- a really good pandemic. Movie. I think it was, was called pandemic. Or it was contagion. Oh, what was it called? Contagion. That was yeah. a really good movie. I liked it a lot. And that had to do with pigs in the beginning. You're I mean, right. that was the that at that beginning. Um, so I, that just makes me go like, ah, it's that weird, was some man. time ago too. Well, long, the interesting yeah. the interesting thing about Event Two Hundred One is then later on next year in April twenty twenty, they asked Bill Gates specifically about coronavirus, not about that event, but about coronavirus, and he said, "Well, here we are." We didn't have any simulations. We didn't have any practice. We're in uncharted territory, so who knows how it'll turn out. That's after this event, after they had a whole scenario that they did with important people who were involved in this process to study the impact, he said that they were in uncharted territory and didn't have any practice with preparedness. That's called sus. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) It doesn't seem to really uh, line up with uh, the facts of the case, right? Something a little weird going on there. Well, uh, Agent Kruger was mentioning media or movies specifically. Uh, there was also this, uh, I think it was a mini series on Amazon Prime. It was called Utopia. I don't know if anybody watched it, but in this movie, a drug maker creates the illusion of a pandemic to convince people to take a vaccination. What? And there, it was recently released. It was written seven years ago, but it was recently released. And I think maybe that's part of where some conspiracy theories are coming from is a combination of things like Event 201 and this movie that came out. And it just kind of gets distorted along the way, like yeah. kids playing telephone. And then every time somebody passes on this information to someone else, it's embellished in a way that makes sense to that person. John Cusack was the in that right that TV series. I think it was on Amazon Prime, correct? It was, yeah, yeah it was on Amazon Prime. I did Prime. watch it. Yeah, you it did. Okay. Yeah. It, was it any good? I mean, it was it was okay. I mean, if you if you really are, I was craving some sort of content to watch, and this was and like I mean, it just it aged poorly, and it was something not. I mean, it's funny that it was released during the pandemic itself, so it's like it, it just didn't. I don't know. I watched most of it, and I just did, I didn't commit through with it entirely. But it was it was all right. I mean, heck, if you're into that thing. Well, now that you've watched it and your brain washed, have you changed your opinion on any of the topics? The you know the vaccine or 
Bill Gates or any of that stuff? No, I'm just kidding. Well, Bill Gates is our hero. <laughs> He's our, our God, our Lord and Savior. Um, well, well, hey, I, the the one thing I thought was kind of crazy are so so when I was talking about vaccines and like the vaccines that like Bill Gates and his uh him and his his wife's uh, organization that pushes vaccines in like Africa and stuff, the uh, DTP vaccine is what I was talking about in particular. Which, from what I understand, um, that vaccine in particular has been you know it's not used in the United States anymore. Um, and it's also been linked to like, like, like brain damage as well. So, huh. so, I mean, I, I mean, I'm, I'm no expert on this stuff. I mean, maybe agent ether can, uh, you know, bring us up to Do speed the, on something like the that. TDAP? Do you mean the TDAP vaccination? The T, yeah. the TDP? I had to get the TDAP oh, really? for, for work. Yeah. In order to work for the hospital, I had to get an, I had to get a booster, oh. but it's interesting that you hmm. mentioned Africa and vaccines because, you know, initially when they they formed their foundation, they were really about population control. And then over time, they started pushing vaccinations. Agent uh, ETA is completely correct. And the reason they did that allegedly, according to Forbes magazine in an interview, was Bill Gates said he found that there was a direct correlation between mortality rates and population decreasing. So if you could keep your children alive, if you have lower mortality rates because you're giving them vaccinations, then the population in places like Africa actually goes down because parents don't think they have to have as many children and they're getting more access to health care. So after he discovered this, he, he claims, allegedly, that that's when they started pushing uh, vaccinations specifically for population control. So it's not directly controlling the population, but in a roundabout way, it affects the population. Yeah, I think that's what it comes down to. Okay, interesting. I mean, anyone pioneering anything for the control of population, that's immediately going to draw questions, right? I mean, that's like, oh, that looks, again, that's sus. Well, who, (laughs) who are you? Who are you to make this decision just because you have money about how the world should work and decide that these people should have smaller families and decide Mm -hmm. how they should have birth control. Because when you say birth control, we're not talking just pills or condoms, right? We're also talking abortion. And castration. And castration and and sterilization. If you look at, uh, yeah, I mean, if you think about (laughs) it, what access to birth control do people have in rural areas? We're not talking medication. We're really not. Yeah. Well, Speaking of abortions, uh, Agent Ether has, I think you have a little bit on China. So this is not all completely theoretical. There is some evidence that these population control methods have been enacted in the real world. It's true. After the Kissinger report came out, they started pouring a lot of money into population reduction programs. So if you look at a country, one of their key countries they mention is China. So you have the United Nations has a population fund and they gave a hundred million dollars to China for their population control programs. And later on, China was actually awarded the UN Population Research Institute for their population reduction. And at this time, they had their one child policy and more abortions were performed at mm-hmm. that time than the entire population of the United States. That's, so again, when crazy. I say birth control, so, I don't mean pills. Crazy. 
Why don't you say that again in case it, people didn't hear it because it went by so fast? That's a pretty extraordinary number. Sure. During the policy in China for one child per family, there were as many abortions at that time as there was a population in the United States. Just wrap your head around that. That is crazy. Mm-hmm. Sad. And whether you're really pro-choice or pro-life, you know, nobody likes to think about abortion numbers, but... Um, it does impact us all, and, and that really, it shook me up. There's actually a documentary, I think, on Netflix uh, about the one-child policy, and I can only get about halfway through it. Really? And it's not just abortions. It's also, so I'm not, like, intimately familiar with the topic, but I have heard the stories, you know, like, it's not just abortions. It's also parents are less likely to want a female child, so if there's a female child if it's born, they, they may not want to keep that child. And by not keeping, in some cases, that apparently means actually murdering that child or just dropping them off somewhere no, in the middle of nowhere, which is essentially the same thing, only the child suffers more. Well, and I also mean, the, the, the very few amount of uh, orphanages that were in, in China at the time as well were just just like overrunning with, 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 with uh, young girls you know, that were given up. By families because yeah. you know that that's not what they wanted because they can only have one child so yeah yeah it's uh, so this yeah so this does tie into Bill Gates because he says you know through education in these rural areas in these key countries we can help them understand how birth control works that they don't have to have these large families but if you look at China as this big experiment of what that really means you have to ask has the situation gotten any better and is that what's best for our planet as a whole i know we have limited resources and as our population grows we start to have to worry about food resources especially i mean uh, 20 million people die per year because of lack of food so it's already an issue and as as a world global leader are we going to be expected to share our food with the developing nations as their population increases are we going to ration food so they're all very important questions but is what they're doing the right answer well i mean part part of what the to to segue into a, a little bit different of a subject real quick if you don't mind um one of the things that bill gates also heavily pushes is a gmo GMO uh, seeds and like foods and stuff, plants, gen uh, uh, genetically modified organisms. And um, I understand like, you know, the benefit of something like that where you can have like a higher yielding plant uh, that produces more, you know, crops, you know, at a faster rate and also potentially doesn't, doesn't need a, uh, you know, things like uh, pesticides, but like, what are you giving up in return? You know what I mean? Like they're like, you know, like a, like, Agent Anderson, uh, I've I've used I've heard him use this a uh, phrase. You know, there's no free meals, right? So, what are you giving up in return? You know, for these genetically modified or organisms, you know, and um, when you think about like you know the histories, especially like of like uh, companies like Monsanto, for example, I mean uh, they're the, you know the same company by the way that that developed Agent Orange that was used in uh, Southeast Asia in, in uh, you know Vietnam in particular. And um, to this day, it's still having, you know, effects on generations of people who are born in the area with like uh, birth defects and such. But I, I digress from that. You know, it's a whole nother su a subject for a whole nother uh, episode as well. But, um, you know, they're the biggest company in the world that, that, that uh, creates uh, 
you know, genetically modified plants, right? And uh, they've actually been caught before, from what I understand, um, trying to release these uh, these seeds into the wild as well. Yeah, which I think, you know, into the wild is... Uh, really? That's, that's, uh, that could be pretty damn dangerous, in my opinion, you know? Well, it's, it's worse than you think, because they actually... The way that a lot of these GMO crops work is they'll genetically engineer it to only work with the specific chemical that you have to buy from them. Uh-huh. And they hold the patent for that genetically engineered seed mm-hmm. or type of plant. So in other words, you have, let's say you're growing, I don't know, corn or soybeans or whatever. They, the patents, they hold the patents and you're not allowed. So the way farming works is obviously you grow a crop, let's say corn, and you're going to hang on to some of that crop to replant for the next year. But when they hold these patents, they say in the they say in their legal agreements with you as a farmer, you're not allowed to do that. You have to buy all of your seed from us. Yeah. So as a farmer, you can't just hold it's some a, of your mono- seed. It's you, a monopoly. You know. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Just about to say that. Yeah. But that's only half of the monopoly. The other half is these crops are specifically designed to only work with certain chemicals like pesticides and fertilizers and things like that. And guess what? Monsanto or whoever, probably Monsanto, holds the other patent as well. So not just the seeds, but also the other ingredients you need to actually make these crops grow, you have to get from them as well. So they end up controlling everything involved with that. So it's just a little little bit of a sidetrack there, but that's how it kind of works with these patents. It's like whatever you imagine is going on with these, with the, you know, it's way worse. And like you're saying, they were releasing seeds. The reason that's so bad is there's been court cases where a farmer has, they've been growing the non-modified version, but some of the crop from like a neighboring plant or plantation or field or whatever has infected their yeah, it's in fact, but because they hold the rights to that cross pollinization or whatever, they're the people whose fields were infected with this modified plant. The the courts found against them, and they had to pay penalties for something that they have no control over. Even if they're trying to That's stop crazy. it, they couldn't. That's so, just, like you're saying, crazy. They're like they're releasing it in the wild. But if they also release it on unsuspecting farmers' lands, mm-hmm. those unsuspecting farmers might go bankrupt because of that, because they might not be able to pay all of these yeah. exorbitant fees. Well, and, and also, it, it kind of like makes sense why Bill Gates would be very involved with the, um, what is that? that there, there was, um, it was like the Svalbard, like Global Seed Vault, I think it was called or something like that. Are you familiar with it? Is I, that the one in Antarctica? It's in like um, Norway, I think. Okay, no. Is I'm that not. the one where they take all the seeds and they have like a storage? Am yeah. I thinking of the right yeah, thing? It's, yeah, it's, 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 it's like yeah, it's an underground vault and like it's a you and know. And they I, take all the seeds from around the world and they have like a, a place where they store them just in case. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Naturally protect, protected by the mountain or whatnot. It can, it's like nuke proof. It's yeah. volcano yeah. proof, yes. earthquake. Yes. Pay, you know. 2012 proof we were supposed to die in 2012, right? So Yeah, right. <laughs> well, so it, it turns out they actually got that wrong by a few years. So it's probably next year. I don't know. I forget. It's the always next year. Yeah. It's always next year. But that's interesting because that kind of relates back to food production, global population control, 
and famine and starvation. I mean, why are they keeping all these extra seeds? Do they anticipate in the future that because of population growth, we're going to have trouble keeping up with food production? And that also kind of ties into GMOs. You know, do they feel Mm -hmm. like they're forced to use GMOs because we're depleting our topsoil and we're just not going to be able to keep up farming wise with the demands of the planet? Well, it's a very valid concern. There's no doubt about Mm -hmm. that, you know, because the numbers just, you know, you have to feed the numbers if you want everybody to not starve. You know, it it is what it is. You know, I think there there are, you know, a lot of different models in order to solve that that problem. But um, like my my personal favorite, like a model, I guess, to solve that problem would be like local agriculture as far as like people, you know, being able to uh, locally sustain power production and also like a uh, growing of plants, like, like more, more, you know, uh, a community driven type program. You know what I mean? Uh, to where more people were uh, involved. More local. Yeah, Not yeah, everyone yeah, has that option though. If you look at there's Russia. No doubt, there's no doubt about that. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. Not just Russia, but look at New York city or look at like the United States. Most of the population is concentrated in very specific areas. Yeah. You just can't grow the food for those people locally. It oh, just absolutely. isn't possible. Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah. yeah. You're right about that. And there's no doubt about that. So you'd have to have some kind of like a hybrid type program where um, the newer communities, I think that are being built and developed should be built in the way where they're more sustainable. Like, like, the average individual is more capable of like taking care of themselves just in general. You know what I mean? Um, like in the, in the, the houses should be built in a way where, you know, like, like, you, know, you can, you can take things into consideration, like solar uh, power also like maybe like, like a windmill or even like in certain areas, uh, you might be able to even, you know, if you have like water running through your, your property, for example, well, I mean, that, that's a, that's a pretty powerful source of, uh, a power right there. You know, I mean, there, there's, you know, hydro turbine, um, generators or, or whatever they're called, uh, hydraulic generators. Is that what they're called? Yeah, I yeah. think so. But the, the problem is that the jobs are concentrated in certain areas as well. Yes. And yeah. it, I, I like what you're saying, but in today's Today's society, it's not possible. But yeah, if but it that, was that's planned I, correctly, that's, that's also what it I would meant, be though, possible. by like a hybrid yeah. Yeah. program where you're going to have to have some mass production. There's no doubt about that. Just because of some of the, the highly densely packed urban areas, you know. So yeah, those, well, yes, those people, that's true. Those people can't can't do what I'm talking about. The, yeah. Well, let's look. Let's look at like let's say two or three hundred years ago when people spent ninety percent of their time farming. That was their uh-huh. livelihood was it was farming. And then we look at today where we have a situation where all these people are underemployed or unemployed because there are too many people on the planet. They're so also could we, they're also underinformed as well in general. Right. So maybe we could, you know, take some of these young people and move them into this hybrid farming system that you're talking about with good mm-hmm. results. They could learn to code too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's always a good option. (laughs) I'm just messing around, but you know. I guess the only other thing that comes to mind, having looked around mostly on social media to see what conspiracy theories are out there, is the Bill Gates relationship to 5G. Dun, dun, dun. There, There is some overlap with some of my theories, which we may or may not get to, depending on time. But uh, so why don't we uh, go to one of our other agents, Agent ETA or Agent Kruger? Do you guys got any 
juicy Bill Gates theories for well, us. Well, um, Agent ETA would actually like to uh, like uh, interject real quick, just because you know um, he you know accidentally erased all of his notes while uh, uploading some drivers <laughs> and stuff earlier. So I'm not going to necessarily have like my own segment per se. I'm just going to be talking shit in between and like you know. Uh, like, like one, like the, the vaccines is like one of the, like, you know, the main things I wanted to talk about first of all, cause it's, uh, I was just kind of interested in it, you know, but we already talked about it. Um, and also that, that seed vault was, uh, I thought was very interesting. So, um, I, I kind of already talked about what I wanted to, to be honest. So, you know, if you will humor me, I would, you know, you know, very much enjoy just talking a bunch of bullshit in between. You know what I mean? <laughs> Sounds good to me. All right, Agent Kruger, what do you got for us? If I, uh, if I, he didn't speak first, I would have said the exact same thing. <laughs> hey, <laughs> no, you, hey, can't, you can't steal his thunder. Can't That's his that. thunder. No, no he, you can't he, do he that. He stole my thunder before I stole his thunder. <laughs> That's not fair. Well, you know, to be frank, I did not find much of a tie between Bill Gates and the 5G network. Although there's, you know, a lot of conspiracy theories out there. The only thing I no, could the really five, find... The 5G short bandwave uh, uh, bullshit, like, gives you t- uh, tumors and stuff, you know? Well, there's, there's no evidence of that, you know... Oh. It's non-ionizing radiation, and the thing is, cell phones in general. What's your definition of evidence? Um, Some Uh, bullshit that I made up in my dome piece right now. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Sorry. Go ahead. So it's known that non-ionizing radiation, uh, like that comes from the 4G and 5G networks, does not generally cause cancer. But I do work with some radiation oncologists who say don't keep your cell phone close to your person. Try and keep it as far as possible. Because, you know, if you look at uh, there's the National Toxicology Program and the United States Department of Health have clear evidence that long term mobile phone use is related to cancer, an increase in cancer. Mm. Mm. That's that's. Yeah. And the Does it help if you're using like a Bluetooth device? Like, it does. In fact, that's what they recommend. You know, some women, oh, okay. they jog with their phones in their sports bras, which can increase your rates of breast cancer. So Ew. don't do that, ladies. That's no good for yeah, nobody. That's even, I've heard that same same rule can be applied for laptops sitting in uh, It's true. In it's true, lap. yeah. Yeah, for yeah, everything and around me is trying to kill me, dude. I it think really that's is. much more dangerous than 4G or even 5G, I think, is having your cell phones or your laptop so close to your person. People are worried about 5G because it's new. It's different. I think they don't quite understand how it actually works. So there's a lot of fear associated with it. But it's the cell phones that are linked to cancer. The only thing that these radio frequency electromagnetic radiation fields do is they heat up your skin by tenths of a degree and your skin is kind of part that of sounds, your immune system. That sounds just like the demon core. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does actually. I don't like so it are at you all. trying to tell me you're, so you're, what you're saying is that cell phones give off radiation just like when a nuclear bomb goes off. Oh, sure. That's exactly what I'm saying. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> That's what I heard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you wouldn't be finding that information <laughs> all over the place. I mean, that that would that takes money away from corporations. So it would be interesting to find out that years from now, like, oh man, like if we jump technologies or whatever have you, like we're just like, oh yeah, we were so primitive, we were using yeah. cell phones and bringing it up to our face and killing ourselves, and we didn't even know it. Mm-hmm. Well, like there's that. not. 
There's not a lot of data when it comes to 5G, and research in general is expensive, and why would the industry want it? So as far as long-term effects, we don't know. But again, it's a thermal effect. It's not Mm. an ionizing effect where it's changing your DNA, which is where you have to start worrying about cancer. Um, But there's not a lot of biological experiments related to thermally increasing the temperature of your skin. So like, like Agent Kruger was saying, I'm thinking of a specific example. Looking through history, I remember in a history class, one of the limiting factors of the Roman Empire was apparently that they used lead cookware. And everybody knows that life becomes a little bit more interesting with a little bit of lead poisoning, right? It also becomes <laughs> but, a little more interesting with a purge room, too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then parties, bro. I don't know if you've ever been to them, but anyways, never mind. Come here, kid. You look hungry. Toga. Yeah. What? Toga. What? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Come with me and you will see the big rock candy mountain. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> but, so we look back at other uh, past cultures like the Romans and we think, can you believe these morons use lead cookware? It's just insane. But I feel like our modern societies like that, like with these chemicals we put, like every food you go to yes. buy at the grocery store is packaged in chemicals. We cook with, you know, these Teflon, the, the chemical that they use to stick the Teflon onto the pan as a carcinogen. Like it's just everywhere. We even, so, we even irradiate our food as it comes through to make sure yeah. that it's safe. Future generations yeah. are going to look back on us and they'd be like, well... Lead's were, one you, thing, but these were people using a were freaking insane. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, heck, you can use that. I mean, we I mean, I'm going back to the technology and our cell phones and stuff. We use materials and minerals from places that, you know, that I, if I'm not mistaken, there are harmful product like materials in your phone. If you were to crack it open, make it contact with your skin, I mean, that's not it's not the best, but overexposing like overexposing yourself to it, I mean, it can become bad, obviously, but yeah, it's I it, it maybe all the five G and all that stuff. It's like it's like yeah, no, you guys are looking at the picture very like close or whatever I'm trying to say, but like it's just it's the technology that gives you the ability to connect to the five G that you should be worried about. When yeah, we step into I, more I agree. Tech, yeah, that's there are like, bigger uh, issues than five G here. Right well, there, you go. like nanobots, although. Like yeah. nanobots. I was just going to say, it, it turns out that the 5G does actually tie into Bill Gates a little bit. Okay, so here's here's the deal. I think we've firmly established <laughs> that the, the COVID vaccine and vaccines in general not related to COVID are being pushed by Bill Gates because he wants to put microchips in that vaccine. And that this works in a couple different ways. First off, he actually wants to put those microchips in the vaccine because they're manufactured by Intel, which Gates is actually a secret majority shareholder in that company. So anything that Intel makes, he gets a piece of that action. Now, if he can put microchips in every person on the planet, that's even better than putting it in computers, right? Yeah, and then also he's going to put the mark of the beast on all those chips and bring forth Armageddon, bro. I'm pretty sure this is being made up at this point, Agent Anderson. No, I'm I'm definitely not. I'm not making this up as I go along, I promise. It's definitely not happening. <laughs> and I'm not saying I didn't make it up earlier today, but yeah, I'm not making it up as I go along. I'm being for no, real. But so anyways, yeah, yeah, totally. So <laughs> so anyways, he he that's a, that's the first part of it, but these microchips, they're actually tachyon-powered quantum nanobots 
And the thing about nanobots is that they can exist in different states simultaneously. These particular nanobots can, can simultaneously exist in six different places or states at the same time, and they can self-replicate. So that I makes them you. very powerful for infiltrating a person's system. One nanobot that's hiding in one dose of vaccine can replicate and embed itself in a person's brain and nervous system. So what these, what these bots do is they allow people to be tracked and monitored, but it gets worse than that. They can actually, after they are able to embed themselves in your nervous system and your brain, they take over they can your alter, piece, man. Yeah. They can alter your thought patterns. And when they do this, when they alter your thought patterns, it's not how you think. It's not like you get a direct command saying, go do this. And then it's do obvious it. to you what do they it. They do. Yeah, exactly. Do it. They, it's a little more <laughs> subtle than that. It that comes to you as if it's your own idea. <laughs> You'll think to yourself, oh, it'd be really great right now if I could go buy, you know, a, Wait, a wasn't can, this, a wasn't this an X-Files episode? Oh, nonsense. I, okay. I don't, I've never even seen that show. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's based off me. So you'll get an idea in your head like, oh man, I would love to go buy a can of soda right now or, you know, maybe go pet my dog or maybe I'd like to go smash in somebody's head with a baseball bat or whatever it is. It'll seem like it's your idea, but that idea has actually been implanted by these microchips or nanobots and you will not be able to distinguish what your own thoughts are and what thoughts have been implanted by these things. But it gets even worse than that because beyond controlling people, these chips are actually able to alter your DNA. And what's going to happen <laughs> is the hey, hey, I'm no sorry. sorry, no nope. sorry, I don't like it. It's all I, crazy uh, till it works. Then it's genius. I can't. I don't even have words to describe <laughs> how I'm feeling right now. Agent Ether is skeptical. <laughs> I w I'll note for the record that Agent Ether is skeptical, but I have this from a reputable. Exclusive Dude, no. source. I'm, I'm like Dan Aykroyd, bro. I believe everything you say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but just a little tangent. One of my, I haven't, I don't listen to every episode of Joe Rogan because he's got so many episodes. You couldn't possibly hear them all. Uh -huh. But one of my favorite moments on his podcast is when he had Dan Aykroyd on. And Dan Aykroyd's going off on all this just conspiracy <laughs> stuff and alien stuff. Yeah. And, and uh, Joe Rogan just goes, he, he just looks at him and he goes, Whoa, dude, you're like balls deep into all this <laughs> stuff. Didn't he say like, you're just all, you're just all in or something like right that? Right down like, that yeah. rabbit hole. Dude, that was, that was a Once great moment. Once you have established your vodka product hey, hey, that to vodka, go off of the crystal skull. Bro, like, I don't know. Have you ever invested. had that vodka? That is legit. No. That is legit vodka. Yes, sir. Everybody should try it just because, you know, skull. Well, and I got to admit, I am a fan of Dan Aykroyd. You know, he's a... Who who isn't really? Yeah, I mean, how could you not be? You know, well, I'm yeah. a blues brother. Coneheads. All right, but getting back to my reputable source. No, <laughs> must we? So, as I was saying, these nanobots or microchips, as you prefer to call them, either way, what their ultimate goal is is over time. Now, this takes a little bit of time. It can't happen right away because they have to get in there and alter stuff and modify stuff. But they alter your DNA, and the end goal is to create people and transform them from normal people into mutated abominations. And this is going to create a new class of people that will no longer be considered human. 
And because they're no longer human, they will not have the same rights and protections that normal people have. Hmm. And they will become the new slave class of workers. They don't need to be paid. They will just slave away. And by the way, by genetic... How long does this go on? Hey, hey, (laughs) you knock it off over there. I'm busy. I'm conspiracizing here. No, but so what it'll do is like, it won't, there won't be people anymore is what I'm trying to say. They will be just, they'll be like, we don't know what you're trying to say. I know what I'm trying to say. They'll just be like a hunk of meat. It's just, if you're ready to to accept what he's saying. Okay. Yes. Are you ready to accept the truth? Apparently not. Ready to suspend disbelief. (laughs) 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 So, They'll, they'll just be like like a drone, almost like a hunk of meat drone. They'll not be able to think for themselves anymore, and they won't deserve rights. Just think about anything on this planet that's alive but is not human, whether it's a dog or a horse or whatever. I mean, you could just walk right up to most things and blast it in the head, and as long as PETA's not there to witness it, you're fine. <laughs> Nobody's going to care, right? Is this how you feel? Is this your way of reaching out to us for help? Uh, <laughs> no. But, well, we got to get to the 5G part of this theory, right? (laughs) So, (laughs) the 5G part of this theory is (laughs) that the only way to control these chips is using those 5G frequencies. You can't do it with the older technology. You need the newer technology. And that's how you're able to control these nanobots to modulate the DNA and implant the artificial thought patterns to control people. That's how this works. And that's why... The 5G came out, remember, right before COVID in, you know, in 2018, 2019, we had this really strong push (laughs) to install 5G everywhere. We even had changes in the legal structure. A lot of places were overruling the city's power to limit the structures that cell phone companies could make because 5G requires a lot of installations Normally, a city has to improve each and every one of those, but they overrode that in a lot of places, and they just allowed a short bandwidth, right? Or it's short bandwidth, and you literally have to have you have to have tens of thousands of these in order for it to work. They're about the size of like a fire alarm box. So if they had to get permission for every single one, and they had to go through city hall, right? You can't fight city hall. It would never happen. But do you really want a private company installing this anywhere and everywhere? Why should we allow that? But the reason is, is because they need these anywhere and everywhere so that they can have the 5G to control these nanobots. And that is my 5G theory. I mean, my my reputable sources, 5G (laughs) theory (laughs) for... uh, it, it encompasses everything, really. It's got the microchips in there, the vaccines and stuff. Hell Did it yeah. have Bill Gates? I think yeah. I'm missing something. Yeah, Bill, Bill Gates. That's why he's buying them. Remember, because he owns Intel, and they're the oh, ones making right. the microchips. I, for, I forgot yeah. about that. It's it's in there. It's in there. Just just rewind his it. name. We're, yeah, it's recording. That was <laughs> very interesting. Thank you, Agent Anderson. I think. I think interesting <laughs> is an understatement, but thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I have. I actually have another Bill Gates theory. This one's a lot shorter. Oh God! Thank nice. you. And it's it's not it's not my theory. I've actually borrowed it from one of my favorite shows, The IT Crowd. And the theory is, or the conspiracy, I don't know. Bill Gates owns a lot of gates. 
And what? that's that's it. That's it. Bill Gates on Slot again. You'd have what? to be a fan of the show. Why don't like <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it? You you've never seen the IT crowd? Agent mm, Agent yeah. uh, ETA? No, I haven't. No. It's on Netflix. Oh. It's a fun show. You may or may not enjoy it, but if you I'm enjoy it, a, you'll probably I'm, enjoy it. I'm more of like a you know a Kung Pao Enter the Fist or like a Freddy Got Finger type guy. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, it's uh, this one's more along the lines of I guess a modern version of Monty Python. Maybe I don't know. It's got the English don't humor you, going for it. Don't don't you compare those two? How dare oh, well, how, you you how haven't you seen the show. Oh, that's, you have not well, seen the true. show. It that's is true. a good show. That's true enough. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I'm not even uh, vaguely familiar with it, to be honest. Like, there's very few like it, like it's like a, a it was on TV, right? Like like main like. Is it on Netflix? It's on Netflix. It's, on Netflix. it's a, like a BBC kind of a thing. Which, Should check out a couple episodes. Um, as an aside, I don't know why you would ever name a TV network BBC, but I guess I guess things are a little more liberal over there the across the pond. It. Yeah. What oh. I I don't get it. <laughs> it's and that's a good thing, AD. <laughs> 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 you're too pure don't no no Sinner. leave her alone <laughs> <laughs> all right well um i guess i, I have a couple more theories but i am getting the impression that you guys don't want to hear them <laughs> well your source kind of seems flawed over here yeah, my, i'm not yeah, my, sure my source is maybe not that reputable i, I think your know. source has too much but, conspiracy all right, juice. so I have, I'll just add, okay, one more, one more theory. It's a little on the short side. So, uh, Bill Gates, his family, he, this is not your typical rags to riches story. He actually comes from a well-connected family. For example, his grandfather was a very famous and well, I don't know what famous, but prominent and powerful banker. He's the president of a bank. So when Bill Gates was seven years old, his family house in Seattle was hit by a random freakish tornado. It was like, I mean, tornadoes in Seattle? That's kind of weird, right? That never happens. Well, it turns out that this tornado was actually the result of a weather control device, and it was a manufactured tornado. They did this on purpose to cause a disaster at his house and injure the people within. When they took everybody or the family went to the hospital, they went in ambulances, or so my source tells me, um, they, they separated all the family members to treat them while they were separated. They kidnapped Bill Gates and disappeared him and replaced him with the CIA operative with the ultimate objective of using his family's influence to, to, uh, influence, I guess, influence like, the world. It's just like Dave Chappelle. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Dave Chappelle. So in other words, the Bill Gates that you think is Bill Gates is actually not really Bill Gates because the real Bill Gates is either in a dark hole somewhere or probably dead by this point. Yeah. But at age seven, he was replaced with a government operative who's been playing Bill Gates ever since and has been collecting that sweet, sweet, juicy family influence and using it for their nefarious purposes. I knew it. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. It explains everything. That's all you need to know about Bill Gates. <laughs> He's a That's, clone. You know, this yeah. is a lot of information for me to take in. I that think makes I'm going to have sense. to really mull it over. It's kind of hard to wrap your head around. That's it true. Really, that, yeah. that describes it well. Yeah, yeah it makes all, all the sense. <laughs> all right. So um, anyways, that, I guess that's pretty much all we have for this one, I think, right? 
Sure. I have nothing else to contribute. All right. Well, thanks for listening. You can follow the show on Twitter at AlienConPod. We also have an email address, AlienConPod at ProtonMail.com. We would love to hear from you.